The tale began and ended, if it has ended, with Jonas. I would have liked to see myself as Watson to Jonas's Holmes, a colleague, though not an equal. I knew better. I was more clueless even than Watson. Better to call me Ishmael to Jonas Ahab, Sancho Panza to his Don Quixote, Igor to his Victor Frankenstein. There were no happy endings to those pairings. So, Jonas. Mornings spent in the Home Depot parking lot had cured my pallor. Flab, alas, did not yield so easily. The owlish glasses probably didn't recommend me either. Whatever the reason, the weathered-looking men in their battered, mud-spattered trucks had yet to acknowledge me, much less to offer me work. A Mutton Jeff pair grinning had ridden off on the flatbed of a truck twenty or so minutes earlier. Likely they were the last who'd get work today. The main thing that I'd learn about day labor was that construction jobs began early. That, and soon the store manager would tell us rejects and laggards to shove off before the parking area and the store got busy. The understanding was we'd be elsewhere by ten. I'd barely set off for home, such as it was, the June day already warm and humid, when the Hyundai station wagon pulled up. Dirt lay as thick on it as on any truck that had come trawling for cheap laborers, but still, it didn't fit. The back seat was folded down, and the cargo deck was filled with, I had no idea what. Like a tornado, it hit a radio shack and deposited the debris there. The driver's shirt, seen through the grimy windshield, might have been white. The faint music sounded orchestral and baroque. A window slid down. The music swelled. Vivaldi, I decided. This was where the would-be employer would shout out for carpenters or painters or just strong backs. This guy was at a loss what to ask, but managed to come up with, Who speaks English? He himself had a trace of an accent. Slavic, I thought. Most everyone answered, Yes, or Si, or Twice, Da. Three of us stepped up to the Hyundai. The driver had a square face, clean-shaven with epic frown lines. His gray hair was as snarled and unruly as a Brillo pad. Sixty-ish, I guessed. His eyes, small and close-set, darted about. Beneath the edginess, I sensed something else. Determination. As for the hiring of day labor, he didn't know what he was doing. That was okay. I didn't know what I was doing either. I said, A priest, a minister, and the Dalai Lama walk into a bar. Stop me if you've heard this one. The man in the station wagon smiled uncertainly, displaying large uneven teeth. He said, I'll take that as a yes. How can I help you? I asked. Odd jobs in my workshop. Cleaning, furniture moving, sort and inventory a bunch of stuff, run errands. Just so you know, I have some high-voltage equipment. It's all labeled. You'll need to stay away from it. I can do odd jobs, I assured him, and not electrocute myself either. I'm Peter Bittner, by the way. Jonas, he answered reflexively. Have any technical aptitude? Electronics, computers, ham radio, that kind of thing? None whatsoever, I told him. He nodded. Ignorance apparently was a good thing. 
The men who had stepped forward with me sidled back. Too many had been stiffed at the end of a day's work. When, in the charitable expression, you're an undocumented worker, as many here were, or working off book for cash, as did everyone here, to whom would you complain? People learned to avoid anyone who felt off. Jonas felt off to me, too. So what? I was divorced, disgraced, and destitute, disowned by my parents, and deserted by my so-called friends. Except, when I was honest with myself, the few who had tried to stay in touch. Them I was too ashamed to see. Days away from homelessness. Rejecting a job, if Jonas offered me one, was a bigger risk than getting cheated.